We bless God right now, God. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you Hallelujah. for the word that is to come. Hallelujah. God, we ask that you will take us out of self and allow us to deliver according to the way that you have given to us, oh God. That you will take us and make us preachers in the name of Jesus. That you will take us and that you will make us prophets in the name of Jesus. That you will take us and you will put us in the service of the Lord, the way that you intended, God, because your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. God allowed us to do as you have intended. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Yes. And people of God said, Amen. Amen. I, I have the first leg of this sermon and I just want to be transparent with you all for just a moment. Because earlier this week, I was checking my daily numbers and I found that my blood pressure was slightly above its normal range. My sugar numbers were slightly above their normal range and my weight was certainly uh, above its normal range. All that cooking and eating and during the pandemic and nowhere to go. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know... Some of us out there are trying to be slim, but I know you have gained some weight. You know what I'm talking about. So I, I'm being a little transparent today. But before you call me up and get all uh, <laughs> excited and decide you're going to get me told, uh, you soon send me some text messages and you're going to give me tons of advice because you, quote, care. I know you care. Uh, but before you try to do all that, before you try to get to the bottom of my transgressions because of my transparency, I want you to know that every now and then, every uh -huh. now and then, we all have some things uh -huh. that happen in our lives yeah. and our things get out of whack. Yeah. Oh yeah, they get out of whack. Our lives can get out of whack. Our health can get out of whack. Our money can get out of whack. Our relationships can get out of whack. Sometimes things just get out of whack. Well. And we know that even if you're not saying it out loud in the room that you're in right now, you probably... Are thinking about it. You're probably thinking about it. Pastor, I, somebody is thinking about it and they're saying, My stuff gets out of whack every now and then, too. My numbers go off every now and then. And, and, and so, uh, uh, in fact, we know that there are some real people out there, some truth tellers out there, who can attest to the fact that some things in our lives may be out of whack right now. I know there are some witnesses out there, so y'all might as well raise your hand to yourself and say, hi, because I know exactly what I'm talking about. Some things can get out of whack. So let me just talk about what is whack out of whack anyway. Well, first we need to define what whack is. Let me define it this way. Several years ago, uh, when I was in... Uh, Germany on special assignment while I was still working for the government. My wife and uh, Alicia and uh, my son Vincent came over to visit. 
And if y'all know my children, which most of you do, they know that, you know that they love their grandma. And my daughter was missing her grandma overseas, and so she exclaimed to us in a loud voice, this is not working. I miss grandma. And we were, <laughs> we were kind of dumbfounded for a minute. Uh, but we noticed that, you know, after she said that, she was in a foul mood for the rest of the day. For her, things were out of whack. So listen to me, let me listen to me. Out of whack is just a slang term where things are slightly or wholeheartedly out of control. Uh-huh. Uh, they're out of order. Or, or as my daughter put it, they're simply just not working. Yeah. It's like the child who says, my room is not dirty. I just have everything in it on display. Mm-hmm. Somebody going to get that one after a while. Sometimes being out of whack means having no self-control or sabotaging the amount of whack that you do have. Somebody going to get that one when later on when you're doing your sermon review. You do do sermon reviews, don't you? I'm, I'm just checking now. I'm just, just, just being honest, checking on you just a little bit. Out of whack also means you are out of line. Sometimes being out of whack is due to no fault of your own. You got whacked by your circumstances, if you will. Using wax alternate meaning, which means to hit something. But nevertheless, if you're out of whack, you're out of balance. If you're out of whack, you're out of order. If you're out of whack, you cross the line. If you're out of whack, you're thrown off balance. You're just out of whack. So tell your neighbor in the room, I'm not trying to be out of whack. And if you uh, if you don't want to talk to that neighbor, get you an imaginary neighbor and tell them, uh, I'm not trying to be out of whack. <laughs> if, if, if you are... Uh, or uh, the only one home, then, uh, and you don't have anybody else to speak to, you don't want an imaginary neighbor, speak to the atmosphere and say, I'm not trying to be out of whack. But as I said before, sometimes it just happens. It just happens. It just happens sometimes to no fault, no fault, no fault of our own. Uh, and some folks are just playing off the chain, and so they are certainly out of whack. Like the sons of Eli, the prophet, in our scriptures. So if you will, just permit us to use today's scripture to discuss being out of whack in God's eyes. Our title today, Out of Whack. All right, Pastor King. All right, so... Let me just give us a, a little bit of background regarding uh, being out of line, essentially, is what we are talking about, or as it has hastily been labeled, uh, being out of whack from our text that we're looking at today. Here in our text, we have the wild and out-of-control sons of the priest, Eli. 
Their names was Hophni and Phineas. So many of you are probably familiar with this story. And you know and remember that Eli was Israel's chief priest at the tabernacle at Shiloh. Uh-huh. And that was the main uh, uh, shrine of Israel. Uh, but these sons that Eli had, they did not respect uh, God's tabernacle. For the text has already told us uh, that they had no respect uh, for the Lord's uh, house. Uh-huh, that they didn't respect it one bit. The text says that whenever someone would come to the tabernacle to offer a sacrifice of meat, uh, Hophni and Phineas would get real busy and obstruct the, the sacrifice. Now, if we remember anything about sacrificial offerings and givings in the Old Testament, we will come to understand that there was a particular process and a particular order that God had given for the, for the sacrifice to be given out. The Message Bible says it like this for us. Ordinarily, when someone offered a sacrifice, the priest servant was supposed to come up, and while the meat was boiling, they would take a a, a three-pronged fork into and stick it into the cooking pot. The priest got whatever came up on the fork. Uh-huh. But but this is how Eli's son treated all the Israelites who came to Shiloh to give the sacrificial offerings to God. Before they had even burned the fat to God, Eli's sons would interrupt and disrupt the process and they would send over a servant whose job it was to get the sacrifice whether it was ready to be sacrificed or not. They would say just hand it over and because he likes his raw before we get to the roasting part. Um, he, he doesn't like the boiled meat. And so the NIV records in our word with a man offering the sacrifice would say let us burn off that fat first and take whatever you want afterwards. But of course what we see in our text is that no that was not the right answer and so they had to hand it over because otherwise uh, his servants would take it by force. Somebody say out of whack, out of whack. Out of whack. So, so, so the people, the people couldn't even sacrifice to the Lord proper, properly. As a matter of fact, if we want to look at it this way, my brothers and sisters, uh, we can say uh, that Hophni and Phineas uh, was stealing from the offering plate. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, God, yeah. and we know that that's a bad offense in the household of faith. Uh, somebody out there, somebody better be saying out of whack. Uh, and to add insult to injury, they were not only ripping off the people, they were seducing the women as they came into assist at the tabernacle, sleeping with whomever they could. Somebody out there, oh, somebody needs to be saying them out of whack. Come on, Pastor Keith, help us out a little bit more, please. So today, the, the world as we know it uh -huh. is out of whack. Well, well, Things well. of this world are just out of control. 
Even the pandemic has gotten further out of whack because so many impatient and restless, stiff-necked people have violated the warnings to wear masks and to keep social distancing. But getting closer to home, we ask you to think about what is out of whack in your life. Perhaps nothing is going on right now, but keep on living. Just keep on living. Keep on living because as long as the whacker is out there, the chief whacker, the devil, it is going to happen that something is going to get out of whack. Your life is going to get messed up some kind of way because the whacker is out there. We know that the pandemic has made everybody's life get out of whack. So that's a fact. We we realize that and we know that job loss resulting in limited funds have made some lives get out of whack. That's a fact also. And the latest statistics bear out the fact that verbal abuse and physical abuse and upside down family relationships have gone really far out of whack during this pandemic time uh, and that it has shown up such that all the families are getting, some of the families are getting mixed up and mashed up and messed up. They are, Minister Swan, just out of whack. Yes, they are. They're out of whack. Uh, let me just say this. What causes things to get out of whack? I knew you are asking that question. What causes it, Pastor Keith? Well, like the scriptures say, worldly conduct ingrained in spiritual rituals is what causes things to get out of whack. I know some of y'all want me to explain that. What we are saying is people are playing with your Lord, y'all, and they're playing on his turf. So we get out of whack when we do crazy things like that. Come on, Pastor, I help us out some more. Mm, 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 mm. All right, all right, well, 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 if you all are ready, let us really examine the passages of Scripture yeah. uh, like we were looking at in 1 Samuel. Uh, and what I came to the conclusion of, Pastor Keith, uh, is that what we see is, is a highlight to the results of our fallen world. When things got out of whack, in the garden, they have stayed out of whack even till today. Yeah. Uh, when Eli and when it comes to Eli the priest and his sons Hophni and Phineas, uh, they might be Old Testament folks, uh, but they have a real modern day problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, can I tell you this? Uh, that bad parenting uh, uh. can lead to out of whack children. Oh, oh God. Uh, oh God, I believe there's a connection there.
in now in 2020. Yeah. And so now I have come to another conclusion. Now, say, what's your conclusion? What's your conclusion? <laughs> that there ain't nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe I'm Bring right about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think right. Solomon had it right. Because the first thing, can I tell you this? Yeah. Negative things are being piled upon negative things. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You see? Because negative issues resulting in negative outcomes. Uh, oh, oh God. God. I'm talking to somebody yeah. this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. The number two thing, as That's people good. are inspired to live by the truth uh-huh. or even tell the truth. Uh-huh. Oh, I know I'm right about it. <laughs> you see, that character is rooted in the currency of the culture rather than being rooted in the soundness of God's word. Oh Lord, people people don't live with a future orientation of an an eternal existence, but rather some of us rather live in the moment or live for the moment regarding of the subsequent consequences or the long-term negative impact. Oh, you all remember back in the day where we would hear this O.J. sing living for the weekend. Oh, we know that one because all kinds of stuff was happening on the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember that, man. Oh, close it got to Friday.
morning we will find that God has a three-part remedy to the whack behavior that Eli's sons demonstrated in the text. Oh, the first thing I'm going to tell you is God gave a warning. Oh, yes, he did. God sent a messenger to Eli essentially to find out why he allowed his crazy children to act like they were so out of whack. It looked like Eli really honored his sons more than he honored his God. That was a problem, my brothers and sisters. God is clear in verse number 30. He says he will honor those who honor him, but he will despise those who take him lightly. In other words, our God is never to be taken for granted, but we need to take him seriously and we need to follow his commands. God sends the warning at their time is almost up. They're living in the spotlight now, but the lights are about to go out. When we get to verse 31, God is getting ready to put her into business as usual. He's getting ready to stop life as they know it. It's about to be a new normal. Has anybody ever heard that statement in recent days? Everybody's talking about a new normal. God, I said our God, he is slow to anger and he is abounding in steadfast and faithfulness according to the psalmist in Psalms 86 and 15 Uh but can we express to you this morning that when God has had enough he has had enough perhaps that's why we are living in the path of another pandemic a time when we are stopped in our tracks Locked down, sat down, Uh put down. Maybe this is our warning to sit up, to shut up, to look up, and to get prayed up. Oh, somebody needs to hear me this morning. Can we heed the warning today that God is speaking? And the question is, are we listening? Oh, I just want to tell somebody that God sends a warning. Oh, God, I don't know who I'm helping this morning. Oh, I've got something else to take. Oh, God, after God sends a warning, he sends, he spells out the consequences. Oh, God. Oh, come on, Jesus. In verse number 31, in the B and C clauses of the he spells it out well. All you have to do is follow along. He says that all of your members of your family will die before time. Uh-huh. He says that none of them will reach old age. By the time we reach verse 32, Eli will watch prosperity and favor being poured out onto Israel. But his family will be long gone and they won't ever see the favor 
favor of the Lord in the land of the living. Oh my, my, my. Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that wants to see the favor of God in the land of the living? Oh, I raise my hand this morning. I know I want to see God's hand and his favor in our lives show up in unfathomable ways like we've never seen before. But, 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 for Eli, the, 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 the situation goes on in verse 33 because he says those who will survive in your family going to live a life of sadness, depression, and being downcast. And their children will die of a violent death. Oh, my, 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 can you see the consequences of their actions and their behavior and how it is going to affect the family? Oh, church, this morning, this morning, we must understand that God is clear, he is and he is concise and he is succinct as to what Eli can expect in his future. Since they are determined to live life on their own terms, can I say it this way, that their ladder shall not be greater. Oh, God. That their weeping shall endure for the night and for the foreseeable future. And I don't know how you see it, but I don't want to live out my life like Eli had to live out his. Oh, my, 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 this whole thing of being out of whack, Pastor Keith. Hallelujah to Jesus has done something to my spirit this morning. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live out of what because I know that God will send a warning. I understand that he spells out the consequences. And the third thing that we can rest assured on is God will act on his Oh, yes, he will. He sends a warning. He spells out the consequences. And he acts on his warning. I'm sorry, he acts on his promise. By the time we reach down to the 34th verse in the chapter, we see that the message that God had given the messenger is that to prove that he meant what he said, that God had promised that both me and Phineas would both die on the same day. And if you keep reading in 1 Samuel and you stumble upon chapter 4, verse number 7, you will find out that they were slaughtered, hallelujah, in the battle. Oh God, they both died on the same day, just as God had promised. Imagine uh, 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 hearing that message from the Lord being sent by way of messenger that both of your children would die on the same day. It's got to be a parent's most awful nightmare. But God is not a man that he 
ability to bring it to pass. Will somebody say out of whack, out of whack, out of whack? And because the world kept on being out of whack, and God knew what I'm glad God knew is that He had the only answer to our being out of whack. And He promised in the Old Testament that